0: Norin, hi Tara. Hey, dude.
1: Hey, I'm Listen, in town.
2: I got to see you two days in a row. I'm so excited by this. Uh,
1: dude, I would be too. I don't blame you at all for also that. Look, uh, <laughs> the ego is getting massive. How did you I fit know. your head
2: inside the door today? I don't
1: Sometimes I ask the same question. <laughs>
2: you know, Tara and I were in Iron Hill on yeah. Market Street in Philadelphia doing some filming.
1: Yeah, we shot some TV segments. TV segments four of them, with, actually.
2: Four with our buddy Tom Sant'Angelo. Yeah. And you know, it was so fun working with him again because Tom produced our TV show mm-hmm. for like 150 episodes. Yes, he did. Being able to work with him. What I like about him is he captured so much great B-roll. He wanted mm-hmm. he wanted content and, and it was just a great great shoot. We want to thank Mark Edelson for coordinating this and management of the local Iron Hill. Did he sneeze? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was right. a dog sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank Iron Hill for uh, for uh, inviting us.
1: Yeah, we were at the Center City location. I Center don't think City on the street. Right? Right. Boy, they were
2: slamming last night, too. Weather was nasty, but boy, oh boy, were they busy.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, they probably get, and it's interesting. I was, I didn't get a chance to ask anybody, but I was curious to know what beers they brew there at that location versus some of their other locations. Well,
2: what I was told, I kind of, when I talked to Ben, the brewer over there, what he had to say was that when because there's like 16 locations yeah. like, right now, right? Something like that. He said when they, if he introduces a new beer at his spot, for example, they'll gauge the popularity of it to determine whether it might fly at some of the other mm-hmm. stores. Okay. So that's kind of how it's done. Because you know, it. when you deal with 16 stores, it's...
1: Well, they've all got different populations. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... And
2: different, different tastes,
1: too. Exactly. Cool, because the one um, in Center City is probably getting in. A lot of convention people, a that's lot of people exactly who don't right. live in Philly. Exactly. You know, which would be different from you know, in you media got to know your or odd more, odd more Absolutely. And I got a tip yesterday. Apparently, it hit the paper, but um, mm. I didn't see it. A friend of mine said that there is. They just announced um, a new one in Newtown. Yes. Opening. Uh, right?
2: I got I that it, last night also. You did. Okay. Yeah. I'm like right.
1: breaking news. Breaking day news. later. Yeah. yeah. No, that's. You <laughs> <good laughs> heard it here last. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and our very special guest, to your right. Is Ollie, I, I mean, Bill. <laughs> is Bill Kowaleski from the remarkable, and I underline that and, and and put it in italics and bold. Victory Brewing in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. One of the and I, I'll go on record, and I think people will agree, one of the best breweries in the U.S. Wow! Without a doubt, without a doubt, fantastic company. Bill, thank you for making the trek here, I know you're going to be with us again next week too. Yeah, you're very you're welcome. Thank
3: you for the opportunity to do so, and uh, the high praise makes me feel right at home. So it I is well deserved.
2: It. And you have a, a fellow sitting on your lap who is checking Terry out right now. Ah. Yeah. And he is a handsome fellow. That is
3: Ollie. So, yes. Um, Ollie, my son, my fuzzy son, is with me today because I was away all week and his mother's away. And being at home when there could be a good time with people and beer, was just, it wasn't the right thing to do. Terry, he loves you.
1: Look at him checking you out. <laughs> I get a lot of dogs
0: checking me out.
1: Unfortunately, oh, right. we go. <laughs> yes, boy, that is. He's that very is.
3: well behaved, though, so he he's one s- you might want to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: he's cuter than a lot of the people who give me <laughs> interest. That is for gosh darn sure, right, Ali? Oh, so you just got back from Denver. You were Correct. at the craft brewers mm-hmm. conference. Um, what were some of the big themes? What are people talking about out there this week?
3: Um, the hop growers had some very great interactive displays the German hop growers had um, a seminar with all the hops on display the BA had arranged for this hop source hop testing with a survey input device so brewers were you know rubbing sniffing smelling new varieties of hops that were in various stages of development so -hmm. that could help create the future for what is popular and available in beer so other than the hops um, you know, part of it is just keeping the herd cohesive. Um, mm-hmm. Half of the membership of the Brewers Association, which represents the majority of brewers in the United States, is under five years old. And wow. The majority, you said? Yeah, I
2: believe isn't that
3: something? I mean, you just mentioned yeah. my good friend Mark Edelson. He and mm-hmm. I were commiserating or talking. <laughs> and, you know, we, we felt like such old dogs in this sure. crowd. You are. Um, but it, but it is important to, again, we use the herd or the pack idea here, um, it is important for all the ages of the herd to get together and share ideas and concepts. And that's the thing about the Craft Brewers Conference that has really sort of always been exciting and astounding is just how much people share with one another. There really is a collective interest on display of keeping the quality as high as possible the integrity of the operations mm-hmm. as high as possible and all of this benefits the consumers.
2: So. You know, you brought up such a good point here and I, I, I love this. This guy is just so so cool. It's amazing. <laughs> but you're part of that one of that one one of the first guard, if you will, you know, going sure. back to the nineties when things really absolutely exploded, but and you're certainly well known mm-hmm. in our industry. So when the newer breed of brewers is coming along, do they say to themselves, hey, this is Bill Kovaleski or this is Mark Edelson, I want to pick his brain and chat with him.
3: It happens. Um, it has to. And, and that's part of the reason you go there is to put yourself out there, make yourself available. And if someone's going to ask me questions, of course, I'm going to ask them questions. So mm-hmm. I will always learn things as well, whether it's simply their perspective, their business model, where they feel there's future opportunity. Um that's enlightening for me. So it, it's a two way conversation and that's why we do it.
2: Beautiful.
1: So if you're being sought out by more by newer That was an assumption. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I am assuming. That's right. I'm assuming that people who are seeking you out, a lot of them or for advice are probably newer to the game. Yes, or not yeah, necessarily often. okay. I
3: mean, you know, so those of us in the, the older guards. Uh, compare notes all the time. That's, mm-hmm. those, those are easy conversations because uh-huh. we recognize one another and it's Absolutely. a friendship that exists there. But go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt.
1: You. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, and so when you're asking them questions back, do you have some sort of like conclusion? Have you? What are you hearing from these new brewers? Where, where are their heads at? What's, do you get any patterns or consistency um, from
3: them? The enthusiasm and the sense of opportunity for not only innovative products, but new methods to, you know, address the audience. Those are very encouraging. People are really coming at it with a lot of enthusiasm. The thing that might be on the disconcerting side is that many new brewers have no idea how some of the retail privileges and some of the, um, some of the operating structure and legal aspects of our businesses were fought for and won Mm. through legislation by older brewers. And so some people are being born into a world where they think it was always easy. And they sometimes carry a certain attitude and expectations along with it, which are unrealistic. So the best you can do is kind of put people's feet on the ground and say, hey, you know how long it took us to get here? And these are the steps that were involved. I love that. And that's part of, again, keeping the herd cohesive. Just yeah. share knowledge. Good stuff. You know, stuff. understanding is is easy if you have conversations.
1: Well, Can you give us an example? Can you think of anything offhand?
3: Um, well, I mean, here we are in New Jersey where there's two state guilds. Mm. Because there was not, there was the inability to be cohesive and have a an overall plan that would be good for all brewers. So there was a divergence there. And... Um, I guess that that would be sort of a glaring mm-hmm. illustration of when the herd doesn't spend time talking and, and can reach agreement.
1: I don't want to get too far off subject or too political, but why not? I'll just throw this why in. Why not?
2: Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Who are you to ever hold back anyway, Tara?
1: This is something that I feel about feminism, and I think that it's it's applicable to a lot of subjects in contemporary society where the newer guard, the more progressive, in Mm -hmm. politics anyway, the more progressive wing is not aware or interested in how they or we all got to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And it's not being given enough credit or attention, and and that troubles me. So it's interesting to hear you say that about beer.
3: And I guess just sort of maybe to conclude on that, the idea is that education of history, of the past, is actually the obligation of those who lived it. So if we don't like talk that. about it, we can't expect the younger ones to get it. Okay. So I, it's, it's a two-way street.
1: So what do you think people like you, the OG, what should you <laughs> be talking about and, um, and where?
3: I, we, you know, you certainly don't want to lecture anybody, but you listen to their ideas and their models and you can point to things that you find, you know, hey, did you think about it this way? Um, respect for the middle tier for beer distribution really like ours has a lot of packaged product out there. We reach mm-hmm. consumers at a lot of different stores, dedicated retailers. There are a lot of companies that are opening their models and they're saying, well, I'm only going to work between my four walls, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna do all these other disruptive or antagonistic things to that structure to take business away from it. Okay, um, you know, it, it, all's fair in business, but you know, be considerate of what you're getting into here. Do
0: I have
1: time for another question right now?
2: What are we looking at? About
3: one minute. One minute, minute. okay.
1: Yeah. So, you are the first brewery that I can think of in the greater Philly area that had very large restaurants attached to your breweries. Mm -hmm. And now this is such a topic. I mean, the owner of Falling Rock out in Denver, for instance, and all over New Jersey, people are really pushing back against big brewery tap rooms. Like, was that an issue for you when you first open those
3: it was it was necessary to build our brand image in the dark ages of craft beer we had to tell our own story that's why we had retail it was also important for revenues as well i uh, be fair about that but i would hope that we would get some credit for having worked side by side with retailers back in the dark ages when craft beer was you know a novelty
0: okay, okay and cool thanks i think thanks. we're going
2: to that's an interesting conversation right there Very cool stuff coming down yeah, Bill's smart. Bill is
0: smart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say so. I'm channeling Ollie.
2: But I think I, I think some of it's coming from Ollie. <laughs> We're going to take a very quick commercial break and be back with more What's on Tap.
4: Enjoy an Italian fine dining experience at Andrea Trattoria Italiana on High Street in Millville. Chef Andrea Covino makes his dishes and daily specials with only the freshest and most authentic ingredients. Private event room and catering is available. For reservations, call 856-825-8588. Check out their menu online at andreatrattoria.com and photos of their dishes on Facebook and Instagram at Andrea Trattoria Italiana. Find
5: us in the Expero Network.
4: Everyone dreams of a beautiful lawn and garden, and with Rourke's Farm Supply in Elmer, you can make this dream come true. Rourke's sells Kubota tractors, bad boy mowers, land pride implements, fertilizer, bird feeders, and so much more. Serving the South Jersey area since 1948, Rourke's is experienced and reliable. If you're looking for quality products at low prices for your farm, home, or garden, visit Rourke's Farm Supply at 163 Route 77 in Elmer.
6: Hi, I'm Scott Edmonds, owner of the New Dodges Market, a great place for lunch in downtown Elmer. Come try our famous sharp cheese or our fresh-baked breads, goods, and sweets. Catering is available in the private chestnut room located on the second floor of the market with seating up to 50 people. We also have a full-service florist specializing in wedding and funeral flowers. Stop into the New Dodges Market at 55 Chestnut Street in Elmer, where farm-to-table fresh grocer meets
4: downtown gourmet
5: find us in the Expero Network.
4: Hey, this is Willie Robertson. As CEO of Duck Commander, I'm a busy guy. Only Dixie Chopper mowers get the job done fast, so I can get back to doing what I love best, hunting. For over 30 years, Dixie Chopper has built a legacy of manufacturing the fastest and toughest zero-turn mowers. No other mower has the speed, power, and performance of a Dixie Chopper. Take command of your lawn with Dixie Chopper, the world's fastest lawnmower. Visit your local dealer today, Walt's Dixie Chopper in Woodstown. FarmRight, Inc. has been serving the region with agricultural, construction, irrigation, and landscape equipment for 50 years. FarmRight is a full-line equipment dealership, handling sales, parts, and service for Kubota, Case IH, JCB, Cub Cadet, Ferris, and Hustler Mowers. You can own a Kubota subcompact tractor with mower for less than $100 a month with 0% financing. Stop by our Bridgeton and Hamilton locations and take advantage of this incredible deal. FarmRite Inc., equipment for a growing world. Monero's Appliances in Vineland has been serving South Jersey for four generations. Shop now for the best deals on appliances, gas grills, air conditioners, dehumidifiers, and vacuum cleaners. And Monero's sells vacuum and appliance parts and accessories for all brands, too. That's Monero's Appliances, 1888 South Delsey Drive in Vineland. Phone 856-692-7900 or on the web at Monero'sAppliancesandTV.com.
2: Oh, yeah, back with more What's on Tap. Gary and Tara here on What's on Tap with Ollie and Bill Kovaleski. And I, I give Ollie top building billing <laughs> from victory brewing he is more handsome correct well he's probably better behaved i think in some ways
1: does he give sound bites like you do though because for me your that's, sound that's... bites are perfect <laughs>
2: absolutely all right we're gonna go to the phone lines right here and uh wow uh, what do you say about this guy huh tower ray daniels
1: i'm excited i didn't realize until the other day he was coming on
2: i know you didn't but hi I'll ray tell you what
1: ray how you doing hey man? how are you Good,
2: good. Did good. you did you get caught in that snowstorm out in Colorado? I should ask Bill that also. I mean, the big snowstorm out west.
0: Yeah. You yeah. did? We okay, got you to, did. We,
7: it was I've got a great a great screenshot from my phone where it was uh seventy eight degrees on Tuesday mm-hmm. and I have a national weather service blizzard alert <laughs> up on my screen. And it's like Okay, welcome to Colorado.
2: Well, we used to say here in South Jersey, if you don't like the weather in South Jersey, wait a half hour to change. But I think in Denver, you've certainly proved that.
7: Yeah, it was, that was a, that was a pretty big one for a 24-hour swing.
2: We had some friends uh, who were there from the Republic of China who I scheduled a tour for them here in the Philadelphia and actually New York areas and i got a message from the leader of the group there and she said we can't get a flight flights are canceled because of the unexpected blizzard so she said one day like you said one day we're walking around wearing shorts no jackets and the next day i hope they brought enough clothing from china i guess they bought stuff you know but holy cow when you talk about a 45 degree switch in the temperatures that's just absolutely amazing but anyway bill kovaleski is here i know you're friends with bill and i know you like victory Hi, Ray. yep and uh, I wanna ask you, I think the one thing that our audience would probably wanna know about, certainly my students over at Wilmington U, is Cicerone, the Cicerone program. So for the newbies who are out there, and we do have quite a few people who are just learning about you know, craft beer and all the intricacies and the, the people involved and all the ancillary services and events, what is the Cicerone program?
7: Well, the Cicerone program uh, is a certification program uh, for uh, people who sell and serve beer for a living, and uh, the basic idea is to make sure that people have the the tools, both knowledge and skills, uh, that they need uh, to be effective in all sorts of jobs in the beer industry, Uh, starting with frontline waiters, bartenders, uh, tour guides. Uh, all the way through um, beverage managers, uh, beer salespeople for beer distributors and breweries, uh, education uh, managers and educators uh, at all levels. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, all, literally all levels of the brewing industry represented in the program, uh, from those frontline servers all the way up to brewery president.
1: What was your aim when you first established the program? What were you hoping that it would help people accomplish?
7: I was hoping that it would lead to having better beer in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, uh, when I started this, when I started thinking about it was sort of late 2006, early 2007. Uh, I had been working for the Brewers Association for a number of years, most recently as uh, Director of Craft Beer Marketing. Uh, the job that Julia hers uh, has been doing ever since and doing such a, a great job of. And so I've been traveling all over the country and drinking craft beer. You know, you you drink the paycheck when you have a job like that, <laughs> and um, which was, you know, a wonderful thing to do. Except that, you know, you'd go into some bars and you'd order, uh, you know, a, a completely solid beer that you've had a hundred times before and it would come, and it would be terrible. Uh, it would be buttery, mm-hmm. sour, cloudy, and you know that it's never been buttery, sour, or cloudy in its life uh, as a beer. And so you start realizing, hey, you know, this is not the brewer's problem, this is this is the retailer's problem. Good. Um, and furthermore, you know, just as a beer drinker, having had a lot of experiences throughout my beer drinking life, with servers who didn't really know anything about the beers that they were presenting. And, you know, sometimes they'd just say, I don't know, I'll go ask the bartender, which is not a very satisfying answer. <laughs> uh, or or they would try to fake it, you know. Uh, I was at a, at a brew pub one time and uh, ordered, I think it was an American stout, and was enjoying it. And I said to the server, so what's the alcohol content on this? She It's 7.2%. And I thought, wow, okay, that that's a bit higher than I than I thought it would be. And um, I said, are, are you sure about that? And she said, yeah, uh, that's 7.2 percent. All of our beers are something. <laughs> oh, <gee whiz. laughs> percent <laughs> So So, said, okay, that's good information. Now, now I know where we stand.
0: Here.
1: <laughs> so, what do you tell people? I struggle with this, especially because I never really know if my bartender or beer tender knows who i am or not um if you're getting bad service somewhere you know like somebody gives you a flight and it's totally out of order what is what do you recommend that the polite informed consumer do
7: Re- recommend that the, the you ask the bar if they've ever heard of the Cicero <laughs> program. <laughs> you were the marketing guy for the BA, right? Very good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it really it really depends on you know where you are, uh, if you've been there before, if you're going to come back again, if it really matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, there have been beers that I've just walked away from. Uh, I was on a uh, i was visiting someplace with, with a colleague uh, a number of years ago now maybe eight years ago we went into a bar and we were just served the most god-awful pints of beer you know that I'd had in a really long time and I choked down about a quarter of it and said uh, I, I'm, I, I need to go uh, I need to go put money in the meter <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. I yeah. Love it. I love it <laughs> because I love you know, I, there's no reason and no reason to you know try to get on your high horse yeah. with somebody. Uh, you could you could try and engage them in a conversation about about something like Cicerone about beer quality. Um, gosh, you know, look at all those bubbles on the side of that glass. What, <laughs> what do you think that means? <laughs> Wow, you know, I, I've i heard people say that that's, you know, due to, due to like, dirt and stuff that's, that's on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that could be, tr- you know? Oh, my goodness. So, so,
0: it's so a, you know, yeah. yeah.
2: So, it's a whole host of reasons why you started this program.
0: You know, well, yeah, it was I mean, re- bad really, beer,
2: was but also bad maybe bad service? Yeah, and, yeah. A lack exactly. of knowledge? Okay,
7: okay. All right. Yeah, and that's my, my usual answer when somebody says, why'd you do this? I said, bad beer. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
7: That's it. Whole okay. Answer.
2: Okay. I know of people who, and, and I know you've heard this before, and you're probably proud to hear this, but I've had people come back to me who have gotten jobs within breweries and brew pubs because of being, let's say, beer server, Cicerone Beer Server certified. Yep. So that's got yep, to make you feel good to know that sure. by accomplishing at sure. least that, it's helped someone secure employment.
7: Yeah. I mean, one of the most rewarding things about doing this is uh, helping young people uh, find their way into a business uh, that they've fallen in love with mm-hmm. and giving them a way to sort of demonstrate that they're not just um, somebody who likes to drink who uh, mm-hmm. needs to find a job, right. you know, but they actually understand that there's a level of professionalism, that there's knowledge to be gained and skills to be gained, and that they're working towards those knowledge and skills.
2: Okay, let's, let's get into the specifics about the program, because there are different levels to Cicero certification, correct?
7: Yep.
2: All right, yep. can you briefly describe those? And you just added a, a new level recently.
0: Mm-hmm, So Three can years you, ago
2: now. Right, can oh, you describe, four. I mean, the first level obviously would be the server, and that probably right. has the Certified most number of people, several thousand people, in fact.
7: Uh, more than 100,000 now. Wow,
2: okay, so go over those, those different yeah. levels for us.
7: Yeah, so first level is Certified Beer Server. Um, there's uh, more than 100,000 people globally uh, have passed uh, Certified Beer Server. Uh, we do have Certified Beer Servers in more than 50 different countries wow. uh, around the world. Because that first level exam is online, mm-hmm. you know, that makes it ac- accessible to anybody who's got an Internet connection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, second level is Certified Cicerone. Uh, we really consider certified Cicerone to be the mark of um, a beer professional, uh, of somebody who's not just, you know, maybe bartending for the summer or going to do this for a year or two before they go on and do something else. This is somebody who says, I'm going to make a career out of beer. You know, they should really be a certified Cicerone. Uh, because at that certified Cicerone level, it's not only knowledge across all five areas of the Cicerone syllabus, but also skills in terms of tasting, detection of off flavors, things like that. Um, so we've got just short of 4,000 certified Cicerones now. Again, that's a global level, uh, a global number, uh, but the vast majority of those, 95%, are here in the United States. Um, and then there are two levels above that uh, advanced Cicerone, uh, which we have 118 advanced Cicerones presently and then Master Cicerone, which there are 18 mm. Master Cicerones currently. Wow. You know, I said when I when I started the program, I thought it would look like, you know, a triangle mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or maybe a pyramid, and it turns out it looks a little bit more like a Hershey's tip. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> really big base, <laughs> really tiny, uh, you know, tip at the top.
2: But it is remarkable how prevalent it is people know about this I mean they know what sommeliers are and now the Cicerone program is our equivalent of what the wine people are doing and I've actually been to places that employ Cicerones you know and they they treat beer I'm so happy to see this I mean they treat beer as it well should be treated as a respected drink a drink that pairs with food and Ray, yeah. this is Bill. I really appreciate the
3: fact that you understand that this is helpful in qualifying people within their careers and helping them along in their career path. Because, in a way, it sounds like the structure, well, it is true that the structure is very much like an apprenticeship in terms of the different levels of achievement and how methodical it is. And it is really benefited our industry. I appreciate it. Agreed. and I believe it has well, even, you, I that. even greater value going forward because beer continues to explode in its uh, options and it's challenged by other drinks.
7: So thank you for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. It uh, means a lot
2: uh, to me coming to you. Ray, quote me, is it cicerone.org? O-R-G? Yes, that's correct. That's okay, our website. I want you guys to check that out. If you're listening to the show and you want to find more about this program and study up for the, uh, at least for the beer server certification, uh, please check that out because it is definitely well worth it. A great, great program, and you know, thank you. Anytime you can employ people, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. God bless you for doing that, man. Thank you, Ray. Thanks for taking time on our show here. We really appreciate it, and wish you all the best in everything you're doing. Thanks very much. Okay. Ray Daniels from the Cicero program. Great guy. love what he's doing. My kids know all about him. You better teach your kids about him, too, right?
1: Do my kids yeah. learn about Ray? That's a great point. I I'm not they sure they that. do. That might be in the 201 level. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, and we have
2: a meeting coming up, too.
1: I know. That okay. might be in the 201 level as we expand the course.
2: we take a quick break be back with more What's on
1: Tap. Hi, this is Annabella and Josefina from Joe's Butcher Shop. Come out to Joe's Butcher Shop, and you will find the freshest meat locally. We have the finest six quality
8: boneless chicken breasts and delicious flavorful roasts, deli meats, fresh produce, and so much more. So stop on by at 711 Gershaw Avenue, Norman, New Jersey, and say hello.
1: Joe's Butcher Shop at 711 Gershaw Avenue, Norman, New Jersey. We look forward to seeing
9: you and feeding you well. So stop on by to Joe's Butcher Shop. Shop.
8: S.E.K. Productions is South Jersey's award-winning wedding DJ and lighting specialist. With 25 years in the wedding industry, attention to detail, and outstanding customer service, your wedding is sure to be a hit. Known to pack dance floors, S.E.K. Productions is rated five stars on The Knot, WeddingWire, Google, and Facebook. New Jersey venues are raving about S.E.K. Productions. Call now, 856-885-8192 to secure the area's finest DJs. Count on Wallace Supply
10: Company to protect your biggest investment, your home. Since 1930, the Wallace family has been providing quality products to their customers. Whether you need plumbing, HVAC, or septic supplies, Wallace Supply Company has what you need when you need it. Their free delivery and competitive pricing has kept their customers satisfied and coming back year after year. Stop by their showroom at 108 Southwest Boulevard in Byland or visit wallace-supply.com. Wallace Supply Company, a name you can count on.
5: Are you a generous person who wants to financially support local nonprofits that help those in your community, like the homeless, animals, and our youth? After paying for your bills, food, and other expenses, you may not have much left over for donating. What if there was a way to give to your favorite local nonprofit without spending more? Introducing Expero. A new innovative social giving network. On the Xpero app, you purchase certificates to spend at local businesses. 20% of each certificate purchased on the app goes to your favorite local nonprofit at no additional cost to you. Xpero is easy, secure, and the new way to give. Simply shop in the Xpero app and give with every purchase. Download the Xpero app today on your smartphone or tablet. Search Xpero. That's X-S-P-E-R-O. And make a difference in your community today. With Xpero. giving feels good.
9: Why have just anyone clean your chimney when you can call All American Fireplace in Vineland to have a certified professional
3: clean and inspect yours. All American Fireplace not only cleans and inspects chimneys, but they're a full-service hearth shop that also sells, services, and installs wood and gas-burning stoves and fireplaces. With over 40 years of experience, you can trust their skills, training, and service in your home or business. All-American Fireplace, providing you warmth,
10: comfort, and peace of mind.
2: And we are back with What's on Tap, Gary Montaroso here, Tara Nurin, my daughter Kristen, I didn't introduce you. Hi, Kristen. Oh, she's sitting here. Hi. <laughs> I get that at home too, Bill. Bill Kovaleski from Victory Brewing, the great Victory Brewing by every Gary, happy to be beer here. is fantastic i'll tell you if you know if you've never tried victory what the heck are you drinking
1: i don't uh, know anyone who's never tried victory i all we don't were know saying. anyone like who likes craft beer. and you were I saying can answer your question yes. if you're not a
3: drinking victory you're drinking the beer from the other 7364 <laughs> breweries that yes. now exist that's not
1: excuse, inexcusable. Not an
3: excuse inexcusable <laughs> excuse what are your 70 how many 7300 7300 so? yeah is threshold we've recently, it is really a revolution, right, you know, we Ron and I were writing our business plan in 1994, there were 464 breweries, (laughs) when we opened, um, by the close of 1996, there was 1,100 breweries, and we were feeling a little bit late to the game, (laughs) how ridiculous does that sound, (laughs) now
1: you're the old guy, and you don't have white hair yet, you? I'll
2: leave that up to my, my son here. Still, still rocking the red and that is Ollie sitting on Bill's lap I don't know if we well we have been getting shots of Ollie but he is resting he is very comfortable and he's very well behaved so dad and mom have done a good job with Ollie
3: uh thank you yeah thank you for that we're trying to do equally as well with our daughters
1: <laughs> and they're teenagers right your one daughter uh, 21
3: and 17. I so thought they're
2: well on their way to so do they do they sit on the floor and nap also like Ollie does Pardon? Do they sit on the floor and nap also, like Ollie does? Um, no, they don't. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's they, not normal behavior. Are they? Okay. You have 21 and 17-year-olds? Yeah. I didn't realize that.
3: The 21-year-old just texted me. She's at a vineyard in Bordeaux where she's studying <laughs> oh abroad my gosh. for the moment. So, yeah, I, had <laughs> I have to watch out.
1: Are they um, into beer? Did you raise them, learning to brew? Their
3: taste buds were very curious when they were young. And as taste buds evolve, yeah. they were less curious over time, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, within the home, and in appropriate social circles, um, we've allowed them to taste many different things. That my wife enjoyed, and I enjoyed drinking. So um, they Good seem thing. to be very responsible and not overly curious about what's available to them.
1: And once hanging out in Porto Joli. Yeah, right. so, <laughs>
3: When the opportunity presents itself, I guess you say yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or also, you raised her to have good taste, and, you know, if it's not Bordeaux, it's nothing. So. It. <laughs> yeah.
2: How about we go to the phone lines? Sure. Another one of my favorite companies. Okay. gang How can it you out. not love Omagang?
1: That is- Actually, you know what? I know you want to introduce your guest, but I just remembered the other day. Go ahead. Never mind. I'll tell the story. Don't yeah. bring it up in any topic. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> the Real other quick. day,
1: I was going I was looking around on passion ave um, for somewhere to go to day drink and um, <laughs> we, journalists
3: can do that we, <laughs> perfectly normal I
1: think it was a weekend maybe maybe not maybe, maybe not and uh, we were about to go to um gray uh, Grace tavern and I got so excited because that's where I had my first three philosophers and oh that boy. was my first real aha craft
0: beer is that right yeah
2: well, how about we do the introduction? Doug Campbell, who is the president of Oma Gang. And you know, I used to think of Cooperstown, and I, I guess I still do to an extent, the Baseball Hall of Fame. But now it has more meaning because of Omegang. Gang. <laughs> the truth. Hey, Doug. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Well, congratulations. You've been with the company, it's been fairly recent, like maybe three, four years, I think, since you've been with Oma Gang? That's right. Yeah. It's- Coming up on two and a half years. Okay, all right. And you started. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have a spirits background too.
6: Um, well, I worked uh, for Diageo, big beer, wine, spirits yeah, we know uh, them. company. For before that, uh-huh. we would know of them. But most of my time, there was actually on the beer side of the business. So I'm. Uh, I, I did. I worked in vodka a little bit, but I'm more of a beer guy, than spirits guy. So certainly at heart. What kind of? Yeah, Sorry,
1: I'm just talking all over you right now. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I don't know if you have to say Belgians because you work for Omegang now, but like, what's what are some of your go-to beer styles?
6: Uh, Well, so part of the reason I joined Omegang is it has always been a favorite in Belgian styles. When I discovered them, oh boy, probably mid 2000s was a transformative experience for me, as I know it has for a lot of people. I will never forget trying Rochefort 10 for the first time and thinking, "Wait, this isn't the same stuff as the yellow stuff that I'm used to." How can that even even be? That doesn't make any sense. Um, And it was because of that. So at the time, I had taken on a product with a a role with our new beer development group at Diageo, Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought, "Well, if I'm going to be, if that's going to be my job, I can't do it, you know, on in spreadsheets and PowerPoint. I got to learn how to brew beer." So I went to start homebrewing. And because I'd had that amazing experience with Belgians, I decided I would try a Belgian beer first and turn enough, the, the if you're, you know, the first time you homebrew, it's really intimidating. You know you're know, you going to make yourself go blind even if you haven't even realized that's not <laughs> possible yet. Uh, so uh, I bought a kit, figuring I can follow a recipe. Uh, I could at least not kill myself that way. And it was all the getting heavy with the kit that I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, so... From that day forward, I was a fan of the brewery. And then when um, they came a calling, whatever it was, about three, not quite three years ago, um, it was you know one of those things. Like, yeah, could I go work uh, at the brewery that is already one of if not my favorite? Uh, pretty easy decision. So wow. I uh, I will remember distinctly going over to interview with Michel Murgat, who owns uh, gang, mm-hmm. um sitting in one of the cafes in Brussels, and getting you know the whole range of Belgian beer in their sort of home habitat life had to just end right now it would be okay it would be okay so yeah i've always been a fan of the style
2: absolutely that is good stuff and you know i have to i know Terry, you want to ask a question but i do want to mention the the really strong relationship you've had with hbo and in fact the game of thrones line of beers which has been enormously successful for you and i believe if i'm not mistaken doesn't the show does the show return tomorrow night I'm not
6: yeah, not Yeah, I don't know if think you, noticed, so. you heard anything about that in the press. Or anything. It seems like there's this television program that may <laughs> right not be coming back on. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow night is the night from your night, final, season.
2: Be- final uh, season. We are all excited. But that has been huge for you guys, huh? It has been.
6: It's been, you know, it's been uh, about, this may sound trite, but uh, above all else this has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, our Ulmer Gang is a sort of Beer geek slash foodie centric brand Mm -hmm. by sort of Mm -hmm. by the sea. Um, So, when we're developing beers, you know, our sort of normal new beer process, it's often with a cuisine in mind or with a certain beer style that we haven't really explored yet, you know, usually birthed from Belgian tradition somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's very beer focused, right? I mean, that's that's our starting point. Whereas with Game of Thrones, it's much more about okay, what do we think is going to be happening next season? Um, we're all fans of the show. What do we want within arm's reach while we're watching, wh- whoever it is who's dying in the show? <laughs> um, but, and it's a very sort of drinker-forward experience, and it's fun because it's just different. I mean, uh, and even this past year, we had we launched four beers mm-hmm. uh, over the course of 2018, called the Royal Reserve Collection, based on the fact there wasn't going to be a show. And what did we want to talk about then? Because so there wasn't a plot to go along with. Um, but you know, even then, it was like, all right, well, let's do something different. Let's try to pretend. Let's actually go along in the cosplay world for a minute and pretend we are the big uh, court brewer for uh, you know the various different heroes that are still around. What would we brew for them to avoid them chopping our heads off? Um, <laughs> and then, and and that's what we did. And that's we had did four launches, and we of course got to on the cutting room floor too. Like, well, the show went on an extra season. Um but it is like I guess said fundamentally it's just a lot of fun uh, because its it's a totally different process than our normal process
2: it is remarkable. Tell me about for the throne
6: yes, so for the throne is um, a really exciting one for us because it's a it is a style that we have just we just began playing around with about uh, maybe not quite two years ago in that it's a co fermentation mm-hmm. um, it's got uh, uh, Pinot Noir, or no, not Pinot Noir, no. Chardonnay and Bouillard grape juice, which I probably just butchered the, the name, but okay. we take grape juice and traditional wort and co them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, that's a project. We, we, we launched a beer last summer called Saison Rosé. Um, right. And I'll, I'd i be lying if I just I mean, it came out phenomenal and better than we expected. Mm. This is a new project, you know, with a new project and a new type, a new style you have to go into it with a certain expectation that maybe this will go really well, but maybe this won't turn out as well as we hoped. Um, this one was a good one. It turned out better than we hoped. So um, it really opened our eyes to this new style. So we thought, well, let's play around with this more. So when um, we realized we had the final season of Game of Thrones coming up, and we want to expose as many people as we can to this style, because we really like it, um, to be able to put sort of our biggest megaphone to our most favorite project was what for the thrones, was what big at for the Throne. Why don't we do it? Go for it. You Know this beer is brewed in celebration of the final occupant of the throne, be he a man, woman, or zombie, or whatever. Um, let's make something that that guy or gal would have uh, at arm's reach at when all the dust clears. Mm-hmm. And we thought a coferment was a perfect match for that we got a little bit of the wine in it, which is very fitting with the um, plot lines of Game of Thrones. So it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, um, this is different in that it's a style that is certainly not your average every day. Hey, it's a gold nail with a Game of Thrones label thrown on. Um, this is a project that we will continue to evolve on our own. Beautiful.
2: One thing I like also, and I'm really up against the clock, I get to commercial break, but many times I will buy Omegang and several other, I also love Unibrew, i got to mention them out of Canada. Sure. But these are beers that you can lay down. You know, you don't have to yeah. drink it right away. It's good a year a two two three yep. years down the road as long as you store it properly and i love doing that I'll, I'll buy usually two bottles maybe drink one today and then label one and dig it out in about a year or two try it and see how it's how it's evolved and that's a beautiful thing about gang indeed indeed we agree doug campbell who is the president of omegang limited in cooperstown new york go to omegang.com check out everything they're doing and please as we said with victory bo kovaleski is here from victory brewing Ask for them if you don't see them. And you know what? Again, if you go to a place that doesn't carry Gang or Victory, find another spot to do your Leave. shopping. Leave. <laughs> don't even go back. Okay. Doug, thanks for spending time here this afternoon with us. Absolutely. Thanks What's for having tap. me. And thanks for putting out some remarkable beers. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, all the best. And we will take a quick commercial break and be back with
4: more What's on Tap. Let Bagel University cater your party on or off premises. Bagel University is your store for freshly baked bagels, cream cheese, spreads, and homemade sandwiches. They also carry a full line of and Watson lunch meats. Save time and place your catering order online at bageluniversity.net. Bagel University has two Vineland locations to serve you. An east campus on Main and Magnolia Road, and a west campus on Delsey Drive between Chestnut and Almond Road. It's time you go to the top of the class with Bagel University.
8: Always fresh, always delicious.
5: Find us in the Expero Network.
8: Reuben Hardware is your hometown hardware store since 1929. Our family owned business is located at the corner of Main Road and Grant Avenue in Vinyl. Stop in and check out our spring lawn and garden sale and our sale on Milwaukee Tour. With affordable prices and friendly customer service, you won't miss the big box stores. Stop into Rubin Hardware celebrating 90 years of service. If we don't have it, they don't make it.
5: Salon Fabergé, an Aveda concept salon on Brewster Road in Vineland, has been a full-service salon and day spa for over 25 years. Salon Fabergé offers a comfortable, friendly environment and affordable prices. Treat yourself, family, or friends to our many salon and spa services. Visit salonfabergé.com for a full list of services. Give the perfect gift by purchasing a gift certificate on our Salon Fabergé app. Salon Faberge, your salon and spa for the whole family. Find us in the Expero Network.
4: Farmrite Inc. has been serving the region with agricultural, construction, irrigation, and landscape equipment for 50 years. Farm right is a full-line equipment dealership, handling sales, parts, and service for Kubota, Case IH, JCB, Cub Cadet, Ferris, and Hustler Mowers. You can own a Kubota subcompact tractor with mower for less than $100 a month with 0% financing. Stop by our Bridgeton and Hamilton locations and take advantage of this incredible deal. FarmRite Inc., equipment for a growing world. Everyone dreams of a beautiful lawn and garden, and with Rourke's Farm Supply in Elmer, you can make this dream come true. Rourke's sells Kubota tractors, bad boy mowers, land pride implements, fertilizer, bird feeders, and so much more. Serving the South Jersey area since 1948, Rorks is experienced and reliable. If you're looking for quality products at low prices for your farm, home, or garden, visit Rourke's Farm Supply at 163 Route 77 in Elmer. Count on
10: Wallace Supply Company to protect your biggest investment, your home. Since 1930, the Wallace family has been providing quality products to their customers. Whether you need plumbing, HVAC, or septic supplies, Wallace Supply Company has what you need when you need it. Their free delivery and competitive pricing has kept their customers satisfied and coming back year after year. Stop by their showroom at 108 Southwest Boulevard in Byland or visit wallace-supply.com. Wallace Supply Company, a name you can count on.
2: Oh, yeah, back with What's on Tap, Gary and Tara here. John Cushu couldn't be with us today. He's at the uh, Sixers playoff game. So awesome. I hear. Yeah, exactly. Didn't even give us tickets. What do you have, four tickets?
1: Well, it's funny. He texted us, and I just he saw did. the beginning of it, and he said, I just got tickets to sit in the box at the... hmm whatever the basketball championships are called, and I, and that's the idea. I thought he was offered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't even know what this is. I saw your <laughs> <But> response. <laughs> <I see club laughs> you on said,
2: "Is it for us?"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh gosh, Volkovolesky uh, from Victory, and this is another great beer. Tell me what this is. We have in our hands here Twisted
3: Monkey. Um, when you mess with the monkey, your number one selling product, you better have a have an idea. Of you better vision. know what
2: Bill's talking about here also. Okay? So, yeah,
3: Golden Monkey is our biggest selling beer, which mm-hmm. is odd for two guys making beer here in America that study <laughs> brewing in Germany. But there's many odd beer stories. Um, Twisted Monkey is our address of a constant refrain we heard from customers who said, make a light monkey. Well, they usually said that on a weekend after they indulged in too much Golden Monkey. <laughs> it is such a seductive beer, um, but it is 9.5%. That's true. And it slides down the throat very deliciously, very easily, and we have seen people overindulge. Mm-hmm. So we said, Well, what is a light monkey? And they said, Well, it means less alcohol. Okay. We know from the activities of this beautiful Belgian Abbey yeast we use from West Mall and um, the process behind the creation of the beer from recipe formulation through fermentation that a lower alcohol version of Golden Monkey just wouldn't be the same thing, nor would those consumers probably want that thing. Mm -hmm. So it was up to us to creatively solve that opportunity and not make it a problem. And so in reducing the alcohol to five point eight percent, what we felt was there was something missing in the lush overall quality of the Golden Monkey, that herbaceous, uh, spicy character. And we tried many different additions and infusions to put something exciting back in there that felt like it belonged. And mango puree was mm. the magic bullet. It just, um, it just gives a lushness. It's appropriate for the
2: Belgian style, yet it's distinctively different as it well. It works. Now, how many iterations of this did you go through before uh, you, settled you know on There's <laughs> a
3: little bit of an argument. I, okay. nine, between 19 and 22 <laughs> um, iterations of yes, this internally. Yeah. And, and, and some get out, gets out into our tap rooms mm-hmm. for taste-off Tuesdays and such. So our consumers did have a hand in identifying this recipe. And it's been a really, really fun process. And... Um, you know, I, I kind of like having a lower ABV Golden Monkey for some occasions. It's well, I'm right. glad the customers pushed us in this direction.
1: I think uh, I can speak for your customers. Thank you. <laughs> yes,
2: I you, will second that emotion. I'm I, not kidding. This I, is I, a remarkable beverage. Thank you. It's
3: it um, really we've we had fun doing it, and I think it, it will address the consumer demand. It's off to a very very good start. Um, So let's have some fun with the Twisted Monkey. Right on, exactly.
2: Tara, we're going to go to the phone lines. I know you want to take over this here. Uh, I believe Gwen is on with us. Am I correct?
9: Yeah, hello, guys. Hi, how
2: how you you doing? Okay, Gary, uh, Tara Nuren is here, and Bill Kovaleski from Victory Brewing.
9: Nice to chat with all of you guys.
2: Okay.
9: Beautiful day here in San Diego. Oh, Oh, my God. Thanks for teasing us. Thank (laughs) you so
2: much. Every day in San Diego is a beautiful day, isn't
9: it? It is. Sometimes it rains.
2: Sometimes um. it rains. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, give us the load down. Sunny and what, 75, 80, what is it? Uh, it
9: will be 75 today, uh, as a matter of fact. Yes, yeah, okay. it's,
0: it's a beautiful very day. Very
2: good. Enjoy it. You know, we used to. have, we yeah. have a, a guest that joins us once in a while, uh, Andy. Kopik. Uh, Kopik, thank you very you much. You know right? Oh, yeah. My Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Andy, yeah. Uh, so we, we try to avoid yeah. calling him during January and February. <laughs> <laughs> because he says, I'm going out on the beach a little bit later on because it's sunny and 75 degrees here while we're watching the snowfall and all that other nonsense. So, uh,
9: To be to be fair, I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Maryland, so I know exactly what what it is. There
2: you go. That's
9: why I relish paradise. Okay. Yeah,
2: man. I don't blame you. All right.
9: Well, so,
1: Gwen, we'll just introduce you real quick, and then maybe we can start with your bio because you have brewed in Maryland. Um so you're in charge of quality at Cutwater Spirits, which um, arose out of Ballast Point out in San Diego, and you guys have won some crazy, ridiculous awards for your spirits, and you're doing we this have huge line of canned cocktails. So you know what? We'll get to Maryland in a minute. Tell us, okay. about, tell us about the <laughs> distillery and the canned cocktails. Um.
9: So I, my background is beer, uh, sensory and beer and biology and chemistry, and I had been doing that for a very long time. So now at Cutwater, uh, that was two years ago, 2016. I started at the very beginning of January. Uh, they had already only started switching over. I think it was in October of 2016. So I was 2017. Sorry, um, and um, it was. 50% production, 50% construction in this building. It was pretty crazy to start at the very beginning, but to see them taking the money and to build this this beautiful, beautiful facility. And if you have a chance to come to Cutwater, it is, it is, it is, everybody always is floored when they walk in. They're like, wow. What? Um, it, what, go ahead.
1: No, I, I mean, I was going to agree, like to go, I haven't been, as you know, but you've got this huge, restaurant right is it two stories Yes, it's like you have a destination distillery is what you have
9: we really do we really do and it's uh and it's hidden in the back is the production area and we are putting out a lot of canned cocktails so when i first started we were just taking over what ballast point had been doing um and there were four canned cocktails um there was the spicy bloody mary the gin and tonic rum and cola and rum and ginger, and that was it. Um, and since then, we now have 14 different skews of canned cocktails. Wow. Uh, we've expanded our spirit line, so we have all different kinds of spirits. We, do. Uh, we make vodka, we make gin. Uh, in our vodka line, we have uh, four different kinds of vodka. Uh, we have rum, we have barrel-aged rum. We have a beautiful barrel-aged rum right now that is a five-year barrel-aged rum, which ends up being like one of my favorites bourbon. Um, I am a huge fan of whiskey and bourbon. Um, actually, I'm just a huge fan of alcohol. That's why I'm in industry. <laughs> I know, oh, right? Be, <laughs> I knew you, I liked you honest, from the start, Gwen. Yeah. I
2: really did. I knew I, I liked you from the start. You know,
9: <laughs> so let's, people, let's people must be honest. Mom ask. said I wouldn't get anywhere drinking beer. <laughs> 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 look where that took me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so. I, love, I love alcohol, and I have a love for alcohol, hmm. so I want to make sure that it's good. And so that's why I'm in quality. Mm. That's a fair answer, man. This is a delicious drink, Tara.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um, I cracked open the Spicy Bloody Mary as soon as I walked in the door, pretty much. Finished that off. And uh, now we're rocking the Vodka Mule.
9: Okay, good, because, you, you know, you might as well start with 10% to go right away. <laughs> there you go.
1: We don't like, play, nice man. <laughs> <done." East Coast. laughs> uh, we're hardcore. <laughs> East
9: we Coast. We're hardcore. We, we were at the San Diego Wild Animal Park last Saturday, and we were starting off early because they have our cocktails. I'm like, sweet. Um, if I'm going to hang out with a bunch of kids as well as animals, I might as well be drinking, right? Um, so we, <laughs> the person we're with was like, oh, I think I'll get the lime margarita. And I kind of looked over and I went, oh, this is going to be fun. Um, And she's like, oh, should I get it over ice? I go, yeah, it's a little sweet. Um, I go, I like it over ice. And then as she gets it, I went, oh, and by the way, it's 12.5%. Good luck. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Gwen, I got to tell you something. This doesn't always happen. You have my my, my engineer howling over here. Oh, (laughs) I usually get Excellent. smiles from him, but he's, he's actually laughing out loud, I'm
9: telling you. That's, that, that's awesome. See, he's probably drinking Bloody Mary's. But you guys are drinking the Mule.
2: This Mule You guys is are delicious. drinking the
9: Mule. I'm just going to, like, we canned 4,000 cases of Mule this week. And it was like, oh, no, that one we did 6,000. Because Mule is our best seller. So we have to do it. That's we remarkable. have to can it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, it is house-made ginger beer and mm-hmm. the cough that everybody gets when we're doing the gin- anything with ginger is always just like we're standing around and all of a sudden they'll blow down the bowl because you <laughs> rinse the you rinse the filler bowl with whatever it is you're doing and we're all all of a sudden just going ha, 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 ha. clears the sinuses it's good for you
2: it um, does. good yep. for
9: the soul people don't that know is
2: good ginger do they I mean they you know, they hear ginger ale like a, a- major brand ginger there's no ginger in that for goodness sake you can't even taste ginger
9: you have a good ginger
2: infused drink that's something else that is really good stuff
9: so one of the things that uh yusuf cherny is the founder and um and somebody i just respect tremendously he's just a really good guy um earl Earl, who's in charge of all of our marketing and everything, just says that uh, Yusuf and I are the weirdos that mix up stuff in the lab. I'm like,
0: yeah. (laughs)
9: We also like put on gin and juice, so like part of our mixing. I'm 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 a terrible tangenter. I'm just going to let you guys know. Um, This this is going to take a weird path, and then I'm going to go. What were you asking me? So, like, we're being in the lab, and all of a sudden, Yusuf just go, where's my mixing music? And I'm like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so then I have to turn on uh, gin and juice um, Pandora. <laughs> okay. And he literally knows all of the words to all rap, like, like old school rap. And then every once in a while, I'm like, dude, I'm putting on my Beastie Boys. He goes, whatever, East Coast rap is nothing. I go, are we going to throw down in the lab? So it's awesome because you got two of the whitest people in the world (laughs) throwing down in the lab as we're mixing over what East Coast, old school East Coast, West Coast rap. And it's like, let's go.
5: (laughs) There's some things
1: about
9: 2019. I don't know if it matters anymore. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm going to tell you guys one of the things that i know you're gonna ask me about so just do it tara come out with it what oh the ab you know. sale yeah and, what that and this little what can did anybody notice the Clydesdale sale in the room what <laughs> <laughs> okay the in the room.
0: So,
1: so yeah so what's up
9: um uh well they came in no okay <laughs> so.
1: So uh, I'll preface, we, I'll preface, and I, I have to unfortunately be the bearer of bad news that we're, like, really crushing up against the clock.
2: Oh, yeah. But, okay. We've um, got a minute left.
1: Right. So a couple weeks ago, um, Cutwater sold 100%, I think, if I'm not wrong, to Anheuser-Busch. Okay, go.
9: So we sold to 100% to Anheuser-Busch. Uh, we needed help. Um, we see that canned cocktails are... Uh, going everywhere so craft craft beer as well as everybody else um is starting to do canned cocktails and we needed the upper edge um and so getting that upper edge needed means we needed distribution and guess who the biggest distributor is um it really becomes a win-win in our scenario not sound like a marketing person but it really does um and so we are pretty much piggybacking anywhere that you see anheuser-busch products aka stadiums um uh... event centers uh... walmart Um we are now going to be in every single all eight thousand nationwide WalMarts,
0: mm.
9: um... which is a little overwhelming to be quite honest um... so our production is really kicking up and uh... but our quality is staying the same and they have they have come in and they've said hey we know nothing about what you do we're beer people uh... we're all about the next disruptive trend and you are at the top of it so go Keep doing what you're doing, and we're just going to put you guys everywhere. And we're like, holy crap, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: What that means for us out here is in New Jersey and Philly, Mid-Atlantic, we get to drink your spicy Bloody Marys and That, is an, advantage. Yep.
2: that is an advantage right there. Absolutely. And, it
0: and, is.
1: It and is huge. We love you. I'm sending you kisses, but we have, like, less than 30 seconds to yeah. sign off. So thank you. Gwen,
2: thanks. <laughs> thank you,
1: guys.
0: You're great.
2: Okay, bye-bye. Okay, thanks for joining us. All right. Bill Kovaleski, thank you so much for joining us here on What's on Tap. You're so very welcome. The beers. Enjoyable. Continue to be phenomenal. New innovations, new flavors all the time. And just keep on keeping on. We're so proud of you to represent our area of the country. We'll do it for you and everyone else who loves I'll the drink love stuff. Darren thanks for joining us here. Also, the beers and the drinks, the cocktails. Fantastic. My boy, Adam. You married yet, Adam? Oh, okay. Not yet. i have got to bust this cojones. I can't help it. See you next week on What's on Tap. And Bill Kovaleski going to be back with us again. Word. Uh, Take care, everyone.